Welcome, 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 folks, to another God's Wild podcast. We're coming at you, and we have some exciting things to talk to you about right now. We're going to talk about that's right, Ruth. We're going to talk about the power of communion. The power of communion. Ruthie, why do you think communion yeah. is so powerful? Well, Jesus said, as often as you do this, not once a week or once a month or once every quarter, but as often as you do this, we recognize his death. And because communion is more than just for salvation, it's for healing and restoration and regeneration of ourselves. It's so important to do that because that's what, he's, that's what he told us to do as often as you do it. So, so Nina, how, what do you consider often? Here's what, what I consider often, as often as I need him. Come on now. <laughs> as, often, okay. as often as I need him. That's what, for me, that's what I consider often. Well, we need him all day, all the time. So are you going to do communion all day? I mean, every time you get a chance, you're going to do communion? I'm going to do it. I'm going to be spirit-led about it. You know, when when I am seeking him, when I seek Yeshiva and I mm-hmm. want to be in Yehovah's presence, communion takes me there. And I, I do communion before the throne of grace. And if you all haven't had a chance to to look at one of our prior e-blasts, we actually have an E&E, an engagement exercise about going to the throne of grace that we got from uh, Ian Clayton. I call him lovingly Uncle Ian that we got from him. But I, I like to do communion in front of the throne of grace. And when I want to be in his presence, I do communion. I take it to the throne of grace. Oh, okay. I, I do it several times a day. Oh, okay. So how do you go into the throne of grace? Just, just walk, walk me through this. Well... First of all, I have a a foundation, a foundational understanding of what it means to go in front of the throne of grace. The okay. Bible says that we boldly come before the throne of grace. But how do we boldly come before the throne of grace? We don't boldly come before the throne of grace because we have any merit within ourselves. The death and resurrection of Yeshua gives us access is the key that opens the door or I should say that allows us to step beyond the veil into the throne of grace the sacrifice of Yeshua and we have the privilege by accepting that sacrifice to be able to then go boldly in front of the throne of grace and when I go Okay. I connect with Yeshua by as often as you do it unto me, remember me, 
by doing communion. So I step beyond the veil. I, I imagine the throne of grace, which means Yehovah the Father, he's right in front of me, Yeshiva. He's on my left, but on the right hand of the Father. And then Ruach HaKadosh is on my right, but on the left hand of the Father. We're looking at perspective here. My perspective oh, is okay. at Yehovah. And I honor Yeshiva by remembering him and taking of the bread that represents his body and taking of the liquid that represents his blood. And I sit within his presence as I eat and drink and consume everything that he did for me internally. I consume it and I ingest it and I digest it internally in my body. And then I actuate the biblical scripture that says his blood cleanses me mm-hmm. and makes me whole. His body rejuvenates me. It heals me. And it actually begins to root out my sinful DNA miraculously and replaces it with the DNA of Yeshua. Okay, so, so it's a miraculous, like... it's a miraculous process. And I gotta say to people, if folks are not seeing, feeling a change after you do communion, then folks don't really know what it means to take communion. It's just more like a form, kind of a a, a form, form of godliness, but but forsaking the power thereof. Right. But they're not actuating the power of communion. And I can tell you how miraculous it's been for me to do that several times a day. Oh, okay. So basically what what you're doing is you getting it's almost like you're getting a blood transfusion. Yes. So your blood is being replaced with the blood of Jesus. Yes, I love that. So so any any uh, viruses or germs or, or anything that is in your body, any blockages within your veins and arteries are being um, are being dissolved and and eliminated because of because of communion. So we we talking about not only physically. Not only spiritually, but physically as well, because because it says his his body was broken for our healing, yes, and for our peace, and his blood was shed for our salvation. So we've got physical and spiritual right there. So what you're saying is, when you eat the bread and when you drink then 
the transformation is not only within your physical body, but within your spiritual body, because um, because that's what he said, right? That's exactly what he said. And also, we talked about it a, in a past podcast about this bent when we were born into this planet there was this bent that came with each and every one of us this generational bent of sin that Mm -hmm. causes us you know we're going over the gateways and that's why we're taking this taking a a communion break (laughs) uh, from the gateway so we can we can show folks who are listening tonight how important it is how communion is such a, a such important part of the process of cleaning out the gateways and, and, and folks can utilize communion in a way that will help them clean out the gateways. But so this is generational bent that we were born into these, these triggers, things that happen around us in our life that trigger our wanting to go down a path that is not a godly path. And so what communion does is it not only changes us physically, in other words, our body, but literally that DNA that has that bent towards sin. Communion can begin to change that chromosome, autosome, and forgive me, I'm not a medical person, so feel free to protect, to, to correct me if somebody <laughs> wants to, but that those those DNA markers, thank you, Holy Ghost. Right. Those DNA markers that are bent towards sin can literally be changed into DNA markers that are bent towards holiness. Holy Spirit. Right. Hallelujah. Right. So right. you so what you're saying, you the triggers are being changed. So when you because of communion, say you've been a a reader of of horror movie horror, horror stories murder mysteries mm. whatever when you do communion and you continually do communion that desire for that is replaced yes so you sitting in front of the television and some some murder mystery comes on or a horror movie comes on and your spirit says, oh no, I don't like that anymore. And so you turn it off. So that's, so what you're saying is that's what communion is doing. It is changing the triggers. It's changing your bent toward these things and turning it toward what godly um, things, holiness. Right. right. Because here's the thing, Ruthie. What what people don't realize is holiness is a choice. Right. And a lot right. of times, but folks struggle so much with that choice because they haven't learned, they haven't split their soul and spirit, which we'll talk about in another podcast. The, the, the soul has more of the preeminence than their spirit. And so right. it's hard for them to choose to do, to walk in holiness where what I what I what I'm trying to say is that communion is so powerful, it's so awesome that what happened to me was it was a life changing 
spiritually life-changing on the inside of me where I began to want to walk in holiness, the desire to want to do things that are godly, to walk in holiness. And we're not talking about religion. Right. (laughs) We're talking about just walking in those things of the Lord, which is fun, by the way. Okay. And it's the best thing a person could ever do. I think this is the thing people struggle with most, Ruthie, is how do I choose him over something else, over right. time right. to hang out with friends, over gossip, over over um, the love of money, over, I can go over, over and over and over. I can, I can name lots of things, over anything that really takes us away from our connection with the Shem. So, so how do we choose holiness and with communion? If, if we just choose to do communion and believe by faith that what we're doing is changing our DNA, is healing us, is changing us spiritually, the internal effect spiritually and physically will begin to manifest. So communion then removes the record of that generational pattern. It's like water that's washing it out, like water that's cleaning something out. But it removes the record of that generational pattern and replaces it with a desire for the kingdom. Yes. And a desire for relationship with Hashem. Yes. That's powerful when you think about it. Because a lot of people, a lot of people struggle with um, different things because of because of generational stuff that's come down from the ancestors from three and four and five generations back. And so, you know, people pray and pray and pray and they're not having success. So what they really need to do is start doing communion. So do you have to have a, you know, a little white tablecloth and, all that kind of stuff and have it all set up and oh can you do it by yourself? Can you can you just say, okay, I'm going to do communion by myself? Because if we if you're doing it um, as often as you want to, like if you if you have a meal, you've got three meals a day. Some people have four meals a day. If you really want to lose weight, you got five meals a day, five <laughs> more meals a day. So what you're saying is because you really want to make a change, just like you really want to lose weight. So instead of, instead of doing once every three months or once a month or whatever, what you're doing now is five times a day or three times a day. Yes. Like you have three meals a day because you need to feed your body. You're doing it three times a day in order to feed your spirit. Folks should should if you are really wanting to walk in spiritual maturity. Now remember, this is a choice. Not everybody has to do this. So right. this is a choice that that a person is going to make. 
I my suggestion is no less than three times a day that a person should do communion. And it doesn't have to be with an exact type of communion, bread or cracker and grape juice. In fact, sometimes I do communion with my first with my meal, my first bite of my meal and the first liquid that I have to drink. And that may be a little out the box for, for people, but it is the intent of your heart. Right. Because, you know, there's no that's no different than saying, you know, the intent of your heart is to do a cracker instead of bread and great this grape juice instead of that grape juice. God is not that particular. That that that's 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 a sign of like a religious spirit. It's the intent right. of our heart to want to connect with Yeshua and all the miraculous things that took place in his sacrifice his death and resurrection we're wanting to engage with that and have it wrap around us and have it absorb us and go inside of us and change us from the inside out it is purely miraculous and 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 what I want to also stress is so awesome about this is that communion is so powerful it can help you in so many different ways it can begin to clear your thoughts if you're a person right. that's just you know you can't you can't quiet out your mind or you you don't you're you're not able to hear the voice of Hashem or you're confused all the time or you're confused all the time. Mm-hmm. Or you're someone that just really wants to begin to connect. It is so powerful. And you can learn so you 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 can connect with Hashem and learn so much from Hashem by just engaging with communion. You can fall in love with Hashem by engaging in communion. And it really will begin to take a person's spiritual walk to the another to another level. Now, folks, this is not, I mean, I got to be honest, you know, this podcast is not about baby Christianity. It's about, even though doing communion and this type of thing that we're talking about is an an initial step that'll begin to really propel you in your walk to spiritual maturity, but, but you got to have these basics, the basics, in other words, to become a spiritual mature son you have to have that foundation that grounding and that is in engagement with Hashem one of the things is engagement with Hashem through communion so what communion does then it is uh, it breaks the power of sin on your life yes and sin causes corruption correct yes correct mm-hmm. and so what you're doing is you exchanging corruption for life for eternal life for because that's what jesus has promised us yes. for incorruption yes right yes for not only eternal life but everlasting life and there is a difference between the two just you know um so now what you're doing, you you doing communion and you are connecting with Hashem. 
Yeah. You are connecting spiritually, but you are also connecting physically because of the physical process you're going to going through eating and drinking. Right. So so what as the as you know your DNA is changing because his promises are sure. Mm-hmm. His promises are yes and amen in Christ. Amen. His, his word never changes. Amen. So if he said when we eat the bread and we drink drink the, the grape juice or the wine, when we eat and we drink, we will be changed. So if I if I stand on that promise, I believe that promise, I internalize that promise into my life, then um, my DNA is really going to change. Now, um, in listening to teachings, I know that, well, in school, you know our DNA is a two-stranded spiral. But everything within within Hashem is three. It's a... The governing body is three, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so there should be a three-stranded DNA spiral within us. So when I do communion, now I'm, you, I'm, I'm trying to, to make sure that my spirit man is, has the preeminence in, over my soul and my body. Right. And so I'm using the imagination, which is one of the gates of the soul. And I am imagining a three-stranded spiral of my DNA. Because the imagination was given to me by, by the Father. And so I'm, I'm saying and I'm claiming a three-stranded DNA spiral within me Every time I, I take communion, because what I'm claiming is total restoration for my body to change it from mortal to immortal. Right. So every time I do communion, the, I'm closing my eyes and I'm, and I'm talking to Hashem and I'm saying, okay, this is what you've promised. This is what I'm claiming. I am claiming um, that my spirit will have total control of everything because because my soul wants to do certain things and my spirit man says that's not good for your body. And so now my spirit my spirit is taking preeminence over my soul. And so those gates those some of those soul gates will which we'll get back into uh, in another podcast um, are being cleaned out just because I'm taking communion. Am I correct? Yes, and if you're intentional about when you do communion, what you're applying the blood of Jesus to, what you're applying his body to, it can be so powerful. We can be intentional. In other words, uh, Yeshiva, I take, as I take of this drink that represents your blood, I take it and I apply it to the gateway in my soul of my mind. 
which deals with my unconscious mind and my subconscious mind and my conscious mind. And I clean that gate out with your blood because your blood cleanses us from all sin. I clean out every thought that's contrary to your will in my mind, every picture, every image in, in my mind, anything in my uh, subconscious mind that I'm unaware of that has been somehow implanted, I use your blood and I cleanse it out. It is so miraculous. That's how we can use communion to live powerfully. Not only is communion a gateway to the eternity, to the eternal realm, communion is also a transformative act that allows us to live in power on the kingdom of earth. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it allows us to live in victory and power on the kingdom of earth. So the, the more often I, I do communion, the more power or more authority I'm going to have over situations. Absolutely. What have, what have you found? What's been your experience when you've done communion? Well, <clears throat> like I was telling you about, uh, I think I, we talked about this, about this whole coffee thing. I love coffee. And so, so it, has, it has taken the desire for certain things from me. Like, um, had to have my coffee every day. Now I don't, I don't miss it at all. The other thing is, in, in your prayer life, there's not as much um, interference. Like, you know, when you're still and you're listening for, um, for, you've said whatever you need to say and you're listening for the voice of the Father. Mm-hmm. The, the thoughts that would normally interrupt about, oh, I've got to do this and I've got to do that, they're not there anymore. Which means I'm the, the, Pathways are clear. Pathways of communication are clear between myself and Hashem. And I'm not thinking about what do I cook? Oh, I've got to do this laundry. I've got to clean. I've got to go and do grocery shopping. So I've got to deal with the kids. All those pathways are being cleared out so that the enemy, well, the devil, can come and whisper stuff to me Mm -hmm. because he has no... Um, he has no way of communicating with me now. When, mm. when I'm, when I'm silent, and in the presence of of the Father, he can he can come in. He can come in and talk to me and put suggestions in my mind because my total focus is listening to what the Father has to say to me. And so, so. Right there, I'm getting victory. Those little niggling, little interrupt, interruptive thoughts are absent now. So it's not only it's not only physically within my body, but it's also um, within my within my prayer life. 
mm. you know, when I'm talking to him. And, um, you know, I use my imagination a lot. Like if I'm reading something in the word and then I begin to imagine it and things are becoming clearer and clearer. It doesn't take as long for, for me to get there. You know, like the other day I was, I was listening, I was reading about um, the woman with the issue of blood and the dust and the people and the shoving and the pushing and gyrus coming and, and just the whole, um, the whole uh, scene of the story. Mm-hmm. And at that point, usually it would take me 10 minutes, sometimes even 15 minutes to get to being able to visualize what people were wearing and the and the smells in the city, but it's a much much shorter period of time now. So 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 I can I can um, I'm not struggling now in in cleaning out my imagination. There's no blockages. That's awesome. What I've found oh. is that mm-hmm. by doing communion, I've become naturally, I mean, naturally. So in other words, my spirit is naturally choosing more of a patient route, uh, more of a, of a route where it's giving me more love for people. Oh, okay. To see things more the way Jesus sees them. Well, wouldn't that make sense? Because. Oh, absolutely. I am of his body and of his blood. I'm internalizing it. I'm ingesting it. I'm digesting it. And so I have found that I'm literally becoming more and more like Jesus, which that's what the scripture talks about. Him in Christ. you. Yeah. But him in you and you in him and, and you in the father. And we are all one. Right. We are all one. I got news for folks. We are all one in Hashem, and Hashem is all one in us. That means we're all one in each other. That's right. So we're all one. So okay. So help me out here. Okay. Say I'm I'm brand spanking new to this whole communion thing. The only thing I know is when I go to church once a month or. Once every three months, and they say, "Okay, we're going to have communion today." And so, um, so I, I go there. But now, I don't have the pastor there and the elders there praying and stuff. So, what do I, what do I pray? What do I say when I'm doing my communion? What do I mean? What, what steps do I go through? And I wanted to, I don't even know if I even answered your question that, yes, you can do communion by yourself. You can do communion with friends if you choose to. You can even do communion at your church. Although there may be some churches that don't really do communion the way that we do it. I find that my doing communion, I do communion now. I have angels that that come and minister to me while I'm doing communion. I do it in my home. I do it in my home by myself and I've done it with groups which is super powerful strong folks who just love the Lord but so when I do communion and I like I said earlier I do it in front of the throne of grace so what I do is imagine myself 
boldly stepping beyond the veil mm-hmm. to the throne of grace. And I have my, uh, you know, little cracker and water or grape juice or whatever I choose to use. It's different when I'm doing that rather than when I'm doing it with a meal because sometimes I'm at other places and sometimes I'm even around other people and I can do communion right there. I'm doing it within my spirit. Other people may not know it, but I'm doing communion within my spirit because it's, it's, a, it's a way to connect. It's a way for me to practice the presence of God. It, and, and when you do it, like you were saying, Ruthie, when you do it, it becomes easier and easier that you can just, boom, step beyond that veil and whew, the power of God is so strong around you. The presence of God is so strong around you. You can do it within seconds and you're right there. And so whether if I'm doing it with a meal or whether I'm doing it with uh, some crackers and I have water or whatever I'm using, whatever liquid, I step beyond the veil to the throne of grace. And I say, Yeshua, I take this bread or cracker or whatever it is it, as your body. And I eat. And then I proceed to speak out loud or if I'm a play, if I'm at home or if I'm with you know in, in a group or whatever and I'm doing it with my meal I say internally everything that this bread is doing to the inside of my body I connect with that and I engage with it and I speak it and I do the same thing with the liquid and I said I take of this liquid whatever it is and I drink and it represents your blood and then I began to perceive everything that that blood is doing internally to my body, physically and spiritually. I speak it out. And then okay. I trade it on the sea of glass. But we're not going to get into trading on this podcast. We'll have an opportunity to talk about trading later, but another podcast. But um, that's what I do. And all I can tell folks is that it's powerful. It has made miraculous changes in my life. It's given me a love for people that I, a deeper love for mankind that I did not have. The ability to see them, how Jesus sees them. And then my ability to really die to self has become easier as I have allowed my spirit to take the preeminence and my functioning as a three-part being, it's been phenomenal. Have I answered your question? Oh, yeah, I think so. It's just, you know, for somebody who's deciding, they okay, I'm going to do this. Well, what do I do? So they're standing, they're stepping through the veil. They're imagining that the veil is there. It's been torn because when Jesus died, the veil was torn, so they're stepping through the veil into the throne room. Yes. And they are thanking Yeshua for bearing pain and sorrow on the cross and so that they can be conformed into his image. Hallelujah. Into his and image. they are agreeing, they are agreeing with him that the that the DNA is changing. Right. And that the record of whatever was there before 
is being erased and the record of his body is is replacing what was there. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so they are really engaging with the kingdom realm. Yes. Because that's where he is right now. That is right. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that clarifies things. I think I think um, people should be able to uh, receive the provision of what he has given because this is by faith. We have to understand this is this is by faith because um, we want to live by the faith of the Son of God, and mm -hmm. so um, we want the record of whatever was in Jesus, yes. in Yeshua. To be in us. Yes. So sometimes, you know, people need to do something. Maybe you can lay your hands on, on your belly as you're eating and drinking and claim that the kingdom is in you because that's what he said. Yeah. First he said the kingdom is near and then he said the kingdom is within. The kingdom of so God we is are, in you. Right. So we are pulling that king more and more of the kingdom into us as we as we um, take our communion three times a day four times a day as often as the sometimes you need this stuff going on around you and you need a little bit more uh, victory yes and so maybe you need to step it up um, and do it five times you know, but it's easy. I think it's easy to remember because you're going to eat a meal anyway. So you can do your communion with the meal or before the meal or after the meal. But that's a good, that's a good um, point of contact for communion. You know you're going to eat. You know you're going to uh, have a meal. So then you know you're going to do your communion. So if you eat three meals a day, there's your three communions a day. And for some of you folks that really want to begin to engage with the kingdom of God, and let's say you want to go on a fast, you can lean on the kingdom of God. You can lean on Hashem. In other words, you can, when you go to the throne of grace, you go there to get your provision to get your food, your energy, to get what you need. And you fast, you do no food, but you do communion. And your your engagement with Hashem becomes your food and drink. And so yeah, that's right. You you you're learning how to move and walk in the kingdom realm, which is what we were meant to be. Remember. The kingdom realm was around us before Adam sinned and his right. sinning is what caused the kingdom realm to, oh, how can I say this? It caused the kingdom realm to no longer be apparent in this, in this, in this dimension, I should say. In other words, I mean, there were still some things that were really clear in the kingdom realm 
in Adam's day, but as sin became more prolific on this planet, we began to see less and less. And I'm talking about seeing, I'm talking about seeing in the kingdom realm. Remember, everything that happens in the natural first starts off in the supernatural. That's a basic premise that everybody who is a believer in the way, who is Yeshiva, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? So everybody who's a believer in in the way needs to understand that everything that happens in the natural first happens in the supernatural. So that supernatural realm was disrupted, distorted um, and from, from what we could see because sin came in and just created chaos on this planet and all around us. But communion is our way of getting back to who we were. And I'm going to say even before Adam and Eve, because the Bible says before you were born, before we were born in the womb, he knew us. Which means Hashem knew who we were prior to our being born on this planet. And in that knowing, we were perfected. And communion is a gate that leads us, get back us back to that perfection. Right. Right. Prior isn't isn't to that amazing? Sin. That is absolutely amazing. Isn't that it we awesome? have been we have been given I mean this is a huge gift that we have been given a way to get back to the original design for us. Mm-hmm. Because we are we were created to house Hashem. The original, not even just the original design. Well, I guess that that also yes connects to the the original the 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 first desire of Hashem's heart. That makes sense. So his desire Mm -hmm. of his heart for who he wanted us to be. Isn't that neat? And now we can get back there, but it's going to be, we have to be intentional about this. We have to be intentional. That's it. We have to turn our heart towards it. We have to be intentional. And there's got to be such a longing for this relationship. You know, I mean, just a yearning within our spirit to connect with, with the father that we will do whatever we need to do. And what an opportunity to do communion and to be able to get closer and closer and closer to him. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, <laughs> I'm excited. I, I want to encourage folks who are listening to this podcast. If you are listening to this podcast and you've never heard of communion spoken of in this way, and you know people around you who are just doing communion in form and fashion, and there's no power. In other words, they came in the church uh, feeling depressed, oppressed, broken. They did communion. They walked out of the church. They still felt oppressed, depressed, broken. Um, please send this forward. This this is life-changing. It's spiritually oh, changing, physically, spiritually, it's soul changing. 
it is powerful. And we would love for folks who are beginning to engage in communion in this way to, to send us an email, to, to send us an email. That's right. Because, wow. We can even potentially in the future, if uh, Hashem chooses to have a podcast where we invite folks on that can talk about their their story and their testimony. We're excited about what Hashem is doing. Oh, absolutely. In this age, in this age which is the age before Hashem comes back, before Yeshua comes back to take us. Amen. Hallelujah. So Amen. exciting things are happening. The spiritual realm, this surrounding us, this is shifting, folks. It is shifting. New things are going to begin to happen. And uh, I want to encourage you, we want to encourage you to break down those religious walls, the way that we might have read a scripture, the way that we may have been taught in the past. Let's do what the scripture says and forsaking and leaving those things behind. I look forward and press towards the mark of my high calling. We look forward, we press towards the mark of our high calling that's right hallelujah hallelujah i feel like we need to say a prayer ruthie you want to pray to end this podcast sure okay sure hashem we thank we love you so much we want to be so close to you because we know that your heart is for a relationship with us just as we have relationships with, with our parents and our, our children and our spouse, we want a close relationship with you, closer than something that is more important than, than any, any re- other relationship we have. That is what we want with you. Oh, and we, yeah. we would just want to thank you. Thank you for providing an opportunity, for giving us the communion, the elements, the bread and the wine, and, and not looking so much at, at what we're using, but at the, our heart, the, our mm-hmm. motive, what we really, really feel towards Hallelujah, you, Lord. and not judging what we're using but what, oh, what it is Amen. doing within us. And we want to thank you for changing us physically, for our DNA that is being changed. I want to thank you that, that my body, that our bodies are being changed, are being transformed into the image of, of Yeshua. I want to thank you that our spirit, man, is becoming stronger and stronger as we as we exercise this um, gift that has been given to us and use the opportunity as often as we can during the day to connect with you, to pull the kingdom within to us, within to our body. And so the kingdom that is within us, we will be able to share with all of those around us. We thank you, we praise you, we magnify you and glorify you, Hashem. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Love y'all. And we will talk to you soon. Spread the love of Hashem. Spread the grace and the goodness of Yeshua. And we love y'all. Yes, we do. Be blessed. 
Amen.